Hi, I'm Dmitro Shvets, your host at the Start Global Insights, where I interview experts from different countries about local business secrets and international expansion experience. Hi, today we will talk about Lithuania, and my guest uh, is Saulius Ratsevichus, a Lithuanian uh, expert with more than 20 years of experience in banking and finance, and including helping companies to enter Lithuanian market. Hi, Saulius. How are you? Hi, Dmitro. Fine. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, could you briefly introduce yourself? And uh, if I misspelled your name, then correct me. No, okay. You're really pronouncing the right way. Again, I've been working in the financial services area for around 30 years. Was really heading the departments, uh, crucial departments of the biggest uh, financial institutions here in the country or in the region. Then I moved to work, uh, say, to London for a few years. Uh, my last uh, set of venture was really set up and launching operations of the biggest electronic money institution in the region. I was the founder, a uh, smaller shareholder, as well as chief executive officer. Uh, now I've been working as a consultant, I helping uh, financial service providers to say to cope with their problems, to find the solutions. You know, just it's really like hands-on management, uh, helping them. You know, just to 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 be on track and and mm-hmm. just not to violate any kind of you know uh, regulatory requirements because it's really very highly regulated uh, business. Okay. Uh, Saulus, uh, could you describe briefly the um, general situation at uh, the Lithuanian market, how it is uh, currently feeling, especially during these times uh, of the war? Uh, how do you feel now? Yeah, for sure. It's a real war and, and, and uh, influence is obvious. But uh, say the real shock uh, took place around the beginning of autumn 2020, uh, exactly one year ago. But uh, now it seems to be that uh, uh, Lithuanian economy is quite open, quite small, and uh, quite, uh, you know, uh, resilient and uh, quite flexible, you know, really can agile to any kind of the situations. Now we see that business as usual, for sure, the war is ranging, and uh, we need to take in consideration that, uh, frankly speaking, it's quite a normal situation, you know. What are the major business sectors? The economy structure is quite similar to, to, to the, uh, the the German or the Czech Republic uh, structure. We have quite a big uh, uh, part of the uh, industry, what we call the say the conventional industry. It counts around 20, 22, maybe 23 percent. Also, uh, transport matters. And also emerging the new technology sectors like the biotechnology, uh, stuff like, uh, for instance, IT sector, financial technology sector, and stuff like this. So it's quite diverse. So it's quite diverse, diversified, uh, say, the economy. You know, just mm-hmm. uh, quite modern, quite diversified, and and then that's very open. You know. When it mm. comes to the, uh, say, the size of exports, imports in comparison to GDP, it's really uh, one of the, the the highest results in, in Europe and uh, in the world. Uh, in that regard, our economy is really very similar to the economy of Netherlands, and and we really heavily rely on the exports and, mm. and the imports, and especially the the services. Uh, 
exports has been growing very rapidly. It's it's really very uh, important part of the economy. Mm, I have yeah, I have uh, seen the uh, statistics about the exports of Lithuania, and your your trade partners are quite uh, developed countries. Uh, it, it is like mostly Scandinavian countries, yeah, Germany, Poland as well. What helps Lithuania is really very honor uh, proximity to the very highly and very developed countries like the Scandinavian countries, Germany, Benelux countries, United Kingdom, you know, and also very good, uh, how to say that, um, uh, situations with the United States of America. I was really surprised that the United States of America is really now one of the, the key uh, trading and especially, uh, say, the investment partners for Lithuania. It really helps to attract uh, the money, attract experience, attract uh, access to American market and, and, and stuff like this. Say so that uh, generally the geographical situation of Lithuania is quite good, despite this, you know, controversy with Belarus. Yeah, but you're quite heavily ex- exporting to U.S. and uh, you, you're exporting interesting products like chemical products. Right? Yeah, so not only uh, it's easily like the medicine, uh, because uh, say the the biggest uh, the producer of Ferments was acquired by an American company, uh, and uh, it was really like uh, this is the one of the biggest producers in the world of components uh, to the uh, say the vaccines, you know, especially the COVID nineteen vaccines. Uh-huh, okay, you know, uh, and this is really a very significant production facility here in Lithuania. And and uh, Lithuania joined EU in two thousand four. Yeah, so it's quite yes, in two thousand four exactly, and the first of May quite a long time ago uh, do you remember so can you compare what what has changed uh, how big was uh, the influence of that on the country there was really political change because it's really like the uh, conducting business in Lithuania means that it's like the conducting business in in this area in the european economic area european union plus countries like norway Liechtenstein. Uh, island, Iceland, and and it, it's really it's like the game changer. It's uh, like the icebreaker, you know. Finally, I understand that you've been dealing not with a three million uh, people market with, but with around five hundred uh, million people market. So, en- entering the EU uh, actually opened this market for Lithuanian businesses. As well, yeah. yeah. So they they got access to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is one of the uh, say the key drivers of this success story because you can imagine it's a small country. You know, uh, the market is quite limited. Three million market is quite limited when it comes to the five hundred million, and especially can account that uh, European Union signed a lot of agreements, the free trade agreements. It's really it's like the uh limitless uh, market you know sophisticated uh, the rich uh, say the wealthy healthy despite uh, any kind of controversies you know it really helped uh, the country a lot of and um, and i believe that you adopted the uh, production uh, to the quality that is was required yeah to, yeah to, for sure uh, because there are a lot of reglements there are a lot of jokes about uh, the size of cucumbers and color of cucumbers but really it creates the uh single market uh, uh say requirements you know you you understand what to grow how to grow what to produce how to produce mm. it's really like you uh, can, can't imagine we have any kind of uh, custom duties we have any kind of barriers so like you really can say a company mm. can produce stuff in Lithuania, you can easily sell to germany to spain to scandinavian countries it's really mm. it's like the matter of logistics you know how would you, would you describe the business culture uh, of lithuanians i have uh... 
so many requests from Ukrainian companies that are looking at Lithuania like a country that is um, closer to us uh, from the point of view of mentality. Yeah, so the the common background in the Soviet Union. Do you still feel this Soviet heritage in that, or it is totally European now? You know, I, I don't think there's a common background. We should know the totally prevailing. It's it's really really different cultures. It's not another so not Soviet, even not post-Soviet culture. But when it comes to that, that is about the sixties. For sure, we can expect a lot of Soviet heritage, you know, and that's that's the different story. But it's like the past. But uh, uh, generally, uh, for sure, you you may find some signs of the Soviet heritage. But it's, again, it's it's real about uh, those kind of old daddies, as they say. But uh, generally, it's not Soviet. It's not post-Soviet. Uh, say the, the 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 business culture country now. Mm. And um, how big is the, the Russian influence uh, of Russian language, for example? It is still uh, uh, a lot of information in, in internet about Russian um, like festivals or Russian schools in Lithuania and uh, Russian oligarchs coming to open businesses there. Do you feel that in within the country? I don't know what about the Russian oligarchs, because if they are under sanctions, that's not the case. Uh, yes, we do. We still have the Russian schools, but uh, it's not like that. Uh, you really can enjoy everything in Russia. Our language—it's really like uh, you have like the 50-50-50 in the uh, Latin language classes and 50 in the Russian language, and uh, the kids—they're really good at uh, uh, their Latin language. Is really, it's, it's, I would say, perfect. Really, mm. Even cannot uh, find feel any kind of accent. So that that that's a different uh, story, you know. If you meet a person uh, below forty, how likely this person will speak Russian? They may uh, use the language, but for sure it's not that uh, level that, for instance, my generation really can employ. You know, that, mm. that, that, that's for sure. That it's a definitely the English is prevailing. You know, and you expect you know to uh, to know English in order to conduct business with with this uh, say the uh, category age category. You know. For sure, people mm. above uh, forty, especially fifty, they really they can really. Uh, use Russian language, and they mm-hmm. still uh, keep the capacities, you know, to communicate in Russian. So at least for business, it it, it may be used. Yeah. So if, if, yep. if, if yeah. somebody yeah. is not uh, fluent yep. in English, they can use, use Russian as a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So better better learn English. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, no, 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 it's, uh, it, it's better because uh, you know, Dmitry, when I ask about a country, there is still the common background because it's a huge difference say, between the people uh, around the 30, 35, and the 60 and the 65. Mm. We still like the two different countries, you know, two different the culture, you know, uh, situations, the, the 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 attachments to the particular, you know, the culture codes and and, and similar stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So actually, the the whole new generation that was born after the getting the independence from the Soviet Union is already different. Yeah, yeah but, but because why Russian language is disappearing? Because first of all, uh, language is supposed to provide you with the benefits like the education, like the culture, you know. Mm. And we have no uh you know, going to Russia, you know, to, to attend our universities. Now it's really like uh, you know, 
before the Brexit, uh, the hottest uh, topic, the most important country was the United Kingdom. Now we see rising uh, demand for universities in Netherlands and Scandinavian countries in Germany, you know. And again, you know, the Russian uh, language is really is not so important because what what you can expect to do with the Russian language? You cannot get education. The culture is broken, you know, nothing to do with this culture. And that's this very, how to say, the natural process of adapting, first of all, English and then the German uh, and other languages, mm-hmm. you know. And if, if you would compare the business culture in Lithuania to other European countries, uh, what is the closest to you? Uh, I would say United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Not European, but interesting. Uh, yeah. So uh, why? What? What is the uh, the um, similar similarities? You know, uh, it's a quite small country, and we have a uh, lesser amount of this kind of hierarchies, for instance, like uh, Poles do. You know. On the other hand, uh, you know, the Scandinavian countries really, um, the beard the different, uh, say the memories, different cultural memories, no war, no occupation, no atrocities and stuff like this. They are quite calm, you know. In our case, we are very energized, you know, because it is really just to reach the very high levels of living. And it's not about 40 years, it's all about a 10 years, you know, uh, span, you know. And uh, that's why business is really very active in some way, even quite aggressive, you know. Uh, what I, I maybe can find some similar similarities, say maybe with the Finnish business or the Latvian, Estonian, but, uh, you know, American business could be quite a good example, you know. Uh huh. Result, first of all, uh, less talks, more, you know, actions and then stuff like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because you, you've had quite a tough history. Yeah? So you were occupied by Russians, then by Germans, then again by, by uh, they got independence, then by Soviet Union. Then again, independence, yeah. So then, yeah, the, the, the history of uh, the uh, century cool. was really awful, you know. Yeah, uh, mass killings, you know, Holocaust, you know, and the kind of the um, people uh, say deported to Siberia and mass like three hundred fifty thousand, it's like fifteen mm-hmm. percent of the population and. Uh, Big majority of people, especially educated, they really left country around 1944. That's why, for sure, we enjoyed a very uh, big diaspora in the United States. And, you know, when the number of people in 3 million is quite abnormal, you know. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be like at least 6, 7 million. We, we lost a lot of people, you know. And that mm. We keep this in memory, you know, in our heads, you know. That's, we keep this kind of memories. What about the work-life balance? Uh, how how relaxed? So you you said that you are not relaxed, yeah, like like working, working, working. Uh, but in Europe, I see that uh, the almost everybody are quite relaxed, so they are not in a hurry within business. What is the situation in Lithuania? I cannot uh, tell you know the the, the what is the, uh, the situation because it, it really depends. For instance, I like this approach of twenty five slash eight. It means that you're supposed to work twenty five hours per day and eight days per week. You know, and that that's really again this success story is really based on on uh, on this issue. For sure, there we see more and more uh, situations when the finally this balance is really imposed, and and uh, especially when it comes to the supranational institutions or the big companies, then you really can find. But uh, we work 
uh, say more than uh, Western Europeans and uh, Europeans on average. This is the similarity with Ukrainians, uh, yeah, at least. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, but Mitra is like the, the destiny. You know, you you cannot avoid this. Uh, as far as you really uh, keep this idea of creating the better life conditions, better life, say for kids, for grandchildren, you know, you're supposed mm. to work hardly. You know? No mm. ways because the gap was quite huge. There is a still a gap when it comes, you know, to some the living standards, some 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 accumulated wealth, some some the corporate. Um, uh issues that that that's really especially talking about uh, my age say my uh my, my my circles you know we really work hard you know i when i was preparing to this uh conversation i've been asking my friends that are uh, dealing with lithuania and uh, what questions did they do they have and there was a story that uh, one software company was contacting the partners in lithuania and within half a year they had Lithuanian partners had mm-hmm. eight times gone to vacations. Mm-hmm. So they had <laughs> they had this feeling that is uh, nobody is working. Maybe you you can find such cases, but uh, this is not a general case, yeah? exception rather than general mm-hmm. case. You know. Okay, clear. You have touched the, the topic that uh, actually Lithuania is quite a good platform to expansion to other countries, mainly European Union, but also due to trade uh, agreements of EU with other countries also overseas. But uh, how do you think, uh, how similar the Baltic countries are? And can one um, see Lithuania as an entry point uh, to Baltic countries, or it is better to um, see Lithuania as an entry point to more bigger countries in Europe? You know, uh, again, it's uh, on hand is true, on the other hand, uh, for sure, uh, some difference. The truth is really that it's a part of the the biggest in the world uh, open economy, European Union, first of all, you know. On the other hand, for sure, we have uh, some, I would say, number of the cultural differences. But that's the question, whether it's really big obstacle or or not, you know, and when it comes to strategy, how to enter a country, for sure it makes sense, you know, first of all, uh, to set up business, say, in one of the Baltic countries in order, you know, to, to, to spread it over, conduct business on all three Baltic countries. But again, you know, uh, when it comes to Ukraine business, really, there are like the two opportunities, the local uh, business. Again, it's uh, it's a small country, but uh, with a quite uh, high uh, purchase power. What I found, it really, for instance, uh, say some Ukraine restaurants. Uh, I found one place, and it's about to have there the Piano Vishnu restaurant from from mm-hmm. Lviv, you know. Yeah. Uh, a few more, uh, say the Ukraine restaurants, and spotted even on the uh, high streets. Uh, for sure, for the small business, it's a one issue really. You you really can find a niche, you know, whether it could be a restaurant or some kind of production on or specific and uh, good quality Ukrainian products. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, it's really like for the much bigger businesses, really like the uh, the place where you really can set up your headquarters and then you can start, uh, you know, spreading over. Your, your business mm. yeah this is a good idea to split it that in this way mm-hmm. so for for small businesses uh, they may really um, see uh, uh, lithuania yeah and then other baltic countries uh, mm-hmm. as uh, as a platform for their first expansion yeah? and when they grow bigger then to see mm-hmm. uh, what is happening in other countries in the eu already having presence in the eu in baltic countries mm-hmm. interesting and from your personal attitude or thinking 
what other countries are closer uh, in terms of trade with you? Where would you go from Lithuania first? The first of all, is really like the, the structure of the Finnian economy. Uh, we have very strong industry here. And the industry that really um, provides with a quite good quality. And there's finally recognition from so-called the Dach, Deutschland, Austria, and Schwitz, you know, mm -hmm, <laughs> countries mm -hmm. uh, regarding the quality. And really, we got quite, you know, uh, strong economical ties with the German-speaking countries. Mm. And and the image of Lithuanian products are good in Germany. Yeah? So yeah. You, you already won this uh this recognition of uh, quality production. Yeah, this is really like the quality, the terms of delivery uh, were well-functioning, you know, distribution, logistic channels and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. uh, say when it comes to, to say to, to other countries like the Scandinavia, it's also industry, but it also could be uh, the services like uh say 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 it services related uh another very interesting issue but it's a very specific market it's like so-called the financial technology market fintech yeah just wanted yeah. to say mm -hmm. yeah but that's very specific because Latin became uh the most important kind of when it comes to say the non-banking payment service providers mm -hmm. we have like 128 licenses here it's the biggest number you know uh across European Union and uh, was the second biggest, but when the United Kingdom left European Union, you know, it became the, 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 the one of the biggest uh, in terms of licenses, uh, mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. uh, FinTech hubs here in European Union. So, but again, so, um, the summary is really like, it's a very uh, good uh, location for the production so-called engineerical production uh, for the based in German-speaking countries uh, companies. Mm -hmm. Also very close proximity to Scandinavian markets. Uh, uh, say it matters a lot of uh, also, you know, you may find some, some, some situations in Poland. Uh, there is a rising importance of the connections with Italy, for instance. I was quite surprised. But it's again industry. And, and again, uh, you know, you need to, to uh, bear in mind this kind of the free trade agreements. But again, it's like ge geographical location. And, and it's uh, uh, fortunately that we've got, uh, so with the exception of Belarus, <laughs> we no. very rich, you know, and the very developed countries around us. Yeah. Yeah, and you also have a seaport, yeah. So in Klaipeda, uh, and, and uh, actually you can use it uh, also for transportation purposes. Yeah, for transportation, also on the list there is a really the the construction of the highways, the so-called the uh, Baltic is supposed to be finished next year. There will be the uh, four lines highway from Warsaw to uh, Tallinn, and it will be completed around the. Uh, mid of 26, 27, something like, but even more important, it's a so-called Ray Baltica, uh, say, the corridor, they're going to be totally new. It's European Gauge, uh, uh, say, the railway uh, mm -hmm. from Warsaw to even Helsinki, you know. Uh, via ferry from Tallinn, yeah. Yeah, but, but this mm -hmm. is another issue, but uh, they're going to be very modern. Uh, say enjoying average speed for the passengers around 280 kilometers per hour mm. and for the, the, the threats, uh, uh, say 160, something like 108. 
From the point of view of selling to or finding partners in in, in uh, Lithuania, how important is uh, to have this personal uh, relationship uh, with people? Um, how open they are for new contacts? You know, it matters. It's uh, on the top of the list. You know, the the, the reliable partner is really the um, I think the the person of success. And uh, it's it's very important to find a partner who really can help, really can guide, you know, to open the necessary, you know, connections, doors, or even to explain because we have some support agencies where you really can get access to to, to various European Union financial or non-financial instruments. But, but it's, it's important to have the local partner, the trustworthy local partner, I would say. Okay. If it's a question whether it's difficult to open doors, no, it's not so uh, difficult to open the doors. But for sure, it is really just to uh, create a trust. You know? This is really how you communicate what you uh, what what you want to tell. You know, mm. if you really can put on the table real stuff that tangibility is explain your business, you know, without any kind of you know unnecessary amendments and additions, then it's okay, you know. Mm -hmm. It's really, uh, you're supposed to be down to the earth, you know, mm -hmm. to tell what you're supposed to tell. It's really not about uh, telling any kind of strange stories, drinking a lot of, no, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As far as you have a good idea, business idea, or as far as you have good business and you really can present in proper way, it, it really should work, you know. I also hear from people that, well, they say that about all Baltic countries, but mostly about Estonians, uh, but also about Lithuanians, that you are not expressing your emotions too much. Yeah. So if you are in negotiations, in negotiations with Lithuanian, uh, then you have this poker face. Yeah. So you, you cannot read the emotions, uh, whether you are okay or not okay, if you are talking about business and how do you, how do you feel comparing so you have this experience with other countries and other nations. How do you perceive this uh, from the type of, of Lithuanian? You know, it could be true because emotions do not help. You know, it's really just uh, because being uh, straight up when it's really like that, you really have the clear separation between the personal life and the business life. Business is really business. It's nothing personal. You're supposed mm. to be uh, in our hominem situation. You know, you really may have disagreements. You may have the different angles, different understandings about the business, but it doesn't mean that you talk to the bad person, you know. Mm. I think it's a good idea, you know. Even, mm. even when you start negotiations, you may expect and uh, you're supposed not to uh, see this as some kind of the bad um, uh, stuff. It's really the business and the personal life is quite separated, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what would you advise to some more emotional nations uh, if they are in negotiations with this, uh, with Lithuanians, yeah, and, and they see this uh, um, constrained emotions on the on the behavior of uh, their counterparts? Is it okay just to clarify that with questions uh, or ask them if if it's everything okay, and they just do not express their emotions or what do you, what do they feel about uh, the situation that is uh, negotiated no you you really can be an open uh, person and ask the questions in quite straightforward manner uh, or way you know it's not like the poker face doesn't mean that we've been hiding something it's really like uh, again if it's the your time precious our time is precious and why need to mix up with the, our personal life that's just uh, simple <laughs> stuff you know if something wrong you really can ask uh, 
it's not like in in some some cultures where people they are very afraid of you know disappointing you mm-hmm. again that's we we live in the country which is really uh, still on the path on the track of the very how to say that the, the uh, high development you know mm-hmm. and frankly speaking you really have no uh, such uh, pleasure you no know? time is money you know and what you're supposed to do you're supposed to earn money in order you know to reach the certain levels you know money it's about the time or time it's about money you know and mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're supposed to take it as into consideration i suppose the decision making process is also quite quick yeah sometimes it depends but uh, as a matter of fact you know uh, it's a quicker than in in for instance than in scandinavia or united kingdom mm-hmm. or especially in france you know and the decision making culture is more like in 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 sweden about consensus or no. one one person can decide no you, you know even the uh, the nordic european countries are quite different you know sweden is real about a consensus mm. there for instance the finland's totally different they're much closer you know to us mm. even the, the the denmark is different it's really like it's difficult to uh, to, to to explain but really the uh, speed matters the time matters you know and uh, for sure if it's really about a huge project it's about a sophisticated risk management evaluation of every and each situation you know that that, that could be a different story but when it comes to not quite simple stuff like the launching business you really may expect uh, quite uh, quick you know decisions uh what about the communication is it what do you use social media emails uh, how how it is better to reach the potential clients or uh, partners you know uh it can use a lot of uh say the ways uh, for, for sure you can use mails you can use the uh say the kind of platforms like whatsapp viber even telegram you know yeah but uh for sure the best idea is really just to know it's possible to attend as the kind of physical events like the seminars you know or that know to, mm. to gain the contacts uh, I still believe so that uh, physical contact still matters. And, yeah, and still matters for sure. Yeah. You can start mm-hmm. uh, by sending emails, by you know, the, uh, just uh, getting the references. But also, it's really important to to meet the people. You know, and, and how easy it is uh, to reach a um, decision maker via just to making a call to the company? Will you be connected uh, by a secretary, for example? Yeah, you can try because. Uh, Again, it's a different culture, you know, that uh, we have no, uh, say, hierarchy uh, culture, like, for instance, in Poland. And you have the mm. pan and stuff like this, you know. Mm. Uh, in, in, in that regard, that the culture is closer to the Scandinavians, you know. It's more flat, yeah? So yeah, it it's not... more flat, you know. As far as you really can bring on the table good idea, good situation, you really can try, you know. That's, it's mm. not about uh, showing off or you know, demanding some kind of the attention, you know, it's really. Great, Saulus. Um, it was a really interesting conversation, and uh, thank you for sharing your experience. Yeah, thank you, Dimitro, and uh, Razum do Peremor. Mm-hmm.